Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. This is an out-of-cycle update as I'm following what's going on with SHIB. And SHIB has, I, I would argue that the community itself is, it's, it's what's holding it back right now. We're not even talking about the external factors that are being talked about as symptomatic. And I don't argue that they are truly a cause, but I want to talk about some a tweet that I just saw come fly through that apparently is two days old, but I didn't see this before from this dude, Jacob Oracle, ironic last name because he gives some information that he knows is faulty. He knows it to be wrong. He knows it to be blatantly false, but he presents it as fact. Let me break this down. This dude says from this guy I talked about right in the previous he had $8,000 a ship. He made it up into $5.7 billion, billion. And apparently, he took his SHIB. I guess he had some SHIB remaining. And then he shifted it to different wallets. And then, okay, if he decides to sell it all, SHIB would plummet 99.99%. That's not true. Let me talk about why that's not true. And I want to talk about what you're probably seeing here. Because if it wasn't a sell-off, that changes the game. If we're talking a significant amount of this SHIB and it was not the early days of SHIB and instead it's just large wallets, it might simply be that these are exchanges. Because remember, the exchanges hold bags as well. They have to because they have to have inventory to support the exchange. If it's true that these are exchange wallets, then this is normal activity, normal behavior, and you would not see those as a sell-off. You would see those as normal transactions where there's ins and outs. If Jacob Oracle didn't do his due diligence and confirm that they are or are not exchange-based wallets, which is public information, he didn't do his due diligence. So that in order for what he said to be true, you would basically have to have Coinbase and all, you know, Gate.io and all these other exchanges would have to basically say, screw it, we're dropping the token, we're getting out of it. That's highly unlikely to happen. So this changes the game because if it was not an actual investor, individual retail investor that held this size of wallet, then no, it's not true what you're saying, Mr. Oracle, because you would not have that scenario happen. And the moves to different wallets is a red herring because that happens all the time. What happens when you are an exchange is that you will decentralize all of this. So I'm going to call him out straight up and say, you got to back this up, dude. You got to back up and provide more evidence of this idea that these wallets happen to not be an exchange. And it's actually, you can say, no, this is not a Coinbase. This is not Gate.io. It's a retail, whatever the heck. Okay. Once we get to this point, the second thing that we need to talk about is this coin market cap. Now, this happened in the past. And for me, I didn't think too much of it because I've already seen that these various listing places and exchanges and you know inventories get it wrong all the time what happened was the circulating inventory remember i gave an update about market cap and i said that market cap is essentially just a way to quantify the popularity of a token by virtue of the circulating supply contrast it with the price when you do the calculation it's a straight over calculation and you should come up with a market cap the problem is that with circulating supply, that is constantly a moving target, right? What seemed to have happened, for those that don't know, anytime you have a wallet, anytime you have anything go on, you are they are essentially gleaning data from CoinMarketCap as the de facto source of record 
for what's true about the token, meaning the total inventory, circulating, current circulating supply, as well as what's expected to be the current price based on the calculations. Some of this is self-reported. Some of this is independently verified by that source, CoinMarketCap. The other ones would be like CoinGecko, but CoinMarketCap, if you were to go in your wallet and you hit the button, chances are the data is coming from CoinMarketCap for the graphs you see and everything. CoinMarketCap apparently changed the circulating supply. With the circulating supply, when they made this change, it triggered two things to happen. Number one, because the, coin, the circulating supply increased, right, by 100, I believe it's 100 trillion or whatever it is, or 200 trillion, it changes the perception of how much it's worth because the market cap gets affected. Remember I said that market cap for its perceptive, it's people that look for a number that tells them it's worth X. As such, the price can be affected by market cap simply because of the perception of what it is or isn't worth. And when you do the buys and sells, it tends to affect the influence those limit orders. So what it appears really happened this is not counting Jacob Oracle because he's out of the equation. What it appears happened in this situation is that once that change was made, that coin market cap came out and said, well, the reason that it changed is because we didn't count, we didn't account for this inventory that's sitting off over here. And so we actually screwed up and got it wrong and we now have fixed it. What most of the people in the SHIB army, as they're called, are saying is, well, no, we think they're wrong and we can prove it because it's all in blockchain. It's all public. So what should happen at this point is some sort of an accounting, some sort of way to get everybody on the same page with what's truly the circulating supply. The challenge with that is the circulating. I said it before that circulating is, is basically in movement. It's not settled anywhere. And when you lose track of it, for whatever reason, it gets harder to really truly account for it. So when you have this single trusted something, now it gets harder for them to explain why this is now a thing and it affects the price because people are now not sure what's going on. The person who's kind of administering the token has been trying to reach out to them and trying to understand what's really going on, why did this change, and how do we get it fixed. Unfortunately, the, the truth is the exchanges that by and large are not relying heavily on coin market cap are the main two are not listing it that's robin hood and kraken robin hood because of their internal processes is a lot more picky as i said they're basically useless for anything crypto they're a lot more picky when you look at kraken i don't know a lot about them i am signed up but i've never used it i have to do an assessment about them i believe and this is my theory I believe that really what's happening is that what's lacking and what should happen is an accounting of supply, total versus circulating, and we should be able to do this pretty easy because we should be able to identify total. We know what that was when we first distributed it. Then you go through an accounting of the burn, and we should be able to do that because the burn wallets are clear. There's only two wallets possible that it could have gone to. One is the actual burn contract wallet, and one is the dead wallet. So you should be able to separate the two and come up with a number. My theory is that that number is going to match what CoinMarketCap has on record. However, then we have to take a, set, a step back and identify the delta. So the delta looks like it's like $150 trillion or $200 trillion, whatever that delta is. 
And we have to try to figure out where that delta is if it's not in the burn and it's not in the total or it's not in the rather um, it, the dead wallet. If it's not in the burn, it's not in the dead. And we're able to do the separation and we come back and we come to this number 15200. We have to be able to figure out where that inventory is. And the easiest way logically to do that, unfortunately, is by blockchain trace from the very beginning. When I say from the very beginning, there's a lot of transactions. I'm saying we should look at the total wallet, wherever that first inventory wallet went. Find it, where did those go? We know that a certain set should have gone to that idiot Vitalik, right? So let's find that. We should be able to trace Vitalik's inventory to, apparently there was a burn of a, ch of a chunk of it, and then he sent to India COVID then we should be able to find where the rest of it was starting to go. My theory is that the delta in this situation is going to be, is going to be something with that India COVID, number one, or number two, misreported supply somewhere. As in, we thought it was burned, but it wasn't burned. Because remember, SHIB has a transactional burn. SHIB has burns that happen because of transactions. My suspicion and it's only a suspicion. It's, it can only be, be logically the India COVID slice, whatever that was, or the transactional burns that are happening either through ShivaSwap or through some of these other tokens. So when you do that accounting, we should, in theory, be able to trace where that delta is coming into play. I don't, I don't honestly believe that it's anything malicious in intent. I don't honestly believe it's any kind of rug pull. I think that somewhere in the process, because of the kind of informal way that things are built and that way things have happened, I think things just drop to the cracks. This is actually why there's recurrent audits that tend to happen on certain coins where you keep an eye on those things on a recurrent basis. So you can do an upfront all you care to audit, but you got to do it on a regular basis. You got to kind of keep an eye on it to see where money flow is happening. Because I think it's just a basic, simple, silly <laughs> mistake that was made where there was traffic that was sent and didn't actually go where it was expected to go. As far as Jacob Oracle and the 8,000 and the movie to the wallets, based on what we know now and the sizes of the wallets and the whole, a lot of the analysis, there was another article they were talking about, oh, there's, oh, it turns out that the vast majority are actually holding the largest bags. And they're not accounting for the fact that exchanges hold bags. They're not accounting for the fact that DEXs hold bags. They're not accounting for the bags that are necessarily held in large supply in order to make stuff happen. I, I believe in my heart, just from what I see in my past as an auditor, this is a symptom of a mistake where something was flowed improperly, didn't go where it was expected to go, either burns that didn't happen like they were supposed to. I don't believe there was malicious intent there could have been, but I don't believe there was. Uh, or just simply somebody not cracking the numbers correctly, and we should be able to trace it back. Let's see how this goes. I will give this part of the message. The SHIB community is right now its own worst enemy because it, somebody made the statement. I'm watching this. Somebody made the statement. It's like, we're not an army. We're acting like kids at recess at preschool. So I, this is what I see, but it's common to all tokens. It's the, you know, it's the chicken little scenario. I call them chicken shibbles because there is that a lot of their investors don't act like investors. They just wanted to get rich quick. And they don't understand that you're going to run through the, the peaks and valleys. It's normal. It's natural. And frankly, 
it's SHIB has held pretty well at this four six resistance point. And I do think it'll go back up. It's just it's got to get past what it's dealing with now. I don't expect that the market cap is having a significant impact on where it is now. I suspect that what's going to really happen is once this all flushes out and we kind of get settled and the dust settles, it'll go right back up again. But it's going to take some time. We don't know how much time, but it's going to take some time. I guess my closing message is, again, for whoever's listening, I think it needs an accounting. I think it needs an audit. I think somebody needs to just do the trace and find out what the, what's causing that delta. I don't think it's coin market cap to explain it. I think coin market cap should just say this is what we came up with and somebody else should contradict it with facts and data and then send it to them. It seems like coin market cap has kind of shut out uh, Shiv from being able to say that um, to them. I don't know what that's coming about, but they're talking about, hey, we're, you know, we're on read-only mode and all this. I don't know why or what that means. There are YouTubers out there who have always been naysayers of Shiv who are taking this advantage to kind of kick people when they're down, but... I believe it's I believe it's FUD. I believe it's temporary. I think it will recover in my perception of what I've seen. And I think it's a temporary blip. And I wish an accounting were done to kind of debunk it because you know what? That would be a great marketing pitch to shut, you know, this data down and say, no, we're actually good. We actually have our data correct. You guys were wrong and I need you to fix it. And then just go from there. So, you know, just kind of wait on it. It will recover. In my exception, it will recover, and it's just a temporary thing. I think all coins go through it. I think it's a rough time, especially now, because all eyes are on you, and that makes it worse because coverage comes out immediately saying, see, we told you, deep, 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 and that's not what you need. I mean, even right now, the coin is steadily starting to climb back up, and it's not having significant losses. So to me, it's a waiting game, and we'll see how this goes.